What strange creatures are lurking in the night? Oh, skull face. Mummy face, too. Oh, ghoul face. What a frightful sight. Yes, Mom, this Halloween, your kids can have fun creating their own scary disguise with kooky spooks makeup. They just smear it on. When the makeup dries, it cracks to make them look really old and ghoulish. Add in the sheet and the costume is complete. Kooky spooks makeup kits. Six frightening disguises to choose from. <laughs> Good evening from Transylvania Hills and welcome to the Jack-O-Lantern Press Podcast where we discuss monsters and Halloween. My name is Michael Piccarella. And my name's Tom Piccarella. Tonight's episode, Halloween Costumes. At the head of the show, you heard an old kooky spooks makeup commercial. Well, here in Transylvania's biggest suburb where commercialism reigns, we'll be playing a bunch of, of old Halloween advertisements just like that, and we'll be talking to our mom about Halloween costumes. At one time, she made all of our costumes for Trick or Treat, and we'll be sharing some of those memories tonight. And what a perfect time and place to be talking about costumes, because as we record this episode at the Trick or Treat War Grounds in Transylvania Hills, trick-or-treating is really ramping up so for those who have read our book Transylvania Traveler you know what I'm talking about when I talk about trick-or-treat war grounds but let's say you haven't bought read rated and reviewed our book and you haven't heard of the trick-or-treat war grounds well deep inside the unpeaceful monster suburb of Transylvania Hills lies the war grounds which is a mock suburban neighborhood that offers only the best trick-or-treaters brought in fresh from the human world every night for participating monsters to consume. Monsters will workshop several trick-or-treating scenarios with these fresh kids as a means to prepare for Halloween night. Now, to describe Transylvania Hills, one of Transylvania's 13 wild and deadly districts, we're going to read an excerpt from our book. Tom, did you want to uh, start off with the first part? Yeah, let me, uh, I'll start out here. So, Frankenstein's monster came to Transylvania Hills to live the good life. Actually, he was burned alive in the windmill that was once the only standing structure in this land. He fell in undying love with the place, and now... It's his home. Master planned by the monster himself, this suburban paradise, which is also home to the common house-sized household spider, is full of haunted housing tracks, all-night convenience stores, little devils running castle-made monster aid stands, stocking malls, common unhealth care, and cul-de-sacs like those in the 1989 movie, The Burbs, full of weirdos living next door. There's another section from the book I wanted to read that describes the place pretty well. It says, Filled with plasticky, tracked castles, parks, and scare grounds, shopping and shocking centers, ugly salons, the Transylvania Hills Mall, the scary carousel and swimming swamps, this is the place to host a block party or join your local Foreverwear chapter so you can buy and sell special ugly plastic containers guaranteed to keep anything, including people, fresh forever. 
Um, and that's a, a little reference to the 1990s show Erie, Indiana. So check that out for details. So Tom and I are uh, relaxing on the porch of a house here in the trick-or-treat tract, or the trick-or-treat war ground, sorry, welcoming trick-or-treaters. We're drinking hot apple cider and downing some pumpkin, pumpkin candy corn. Um, but be, before we, we get Mom on the line, um, I just wanted to, to uh, ask you, Tom, how did, you know, since we're kind of speaking of the book, how did uh, another Saturday at the farmer's market go, and how many more Saturdays are you going to be out there in Moscow, Idaho, selling the book at that at that farmer's market? Yeah, so uh, last week's... Um sale went pretty good we had a lot of people show up again um i actually uh had somebody from the writers a writers guild or the palouse writers guild uh confront me at one of the previous um weekends um so something's going to happen i think in november and december as far as me being able to kind of sit in a uh in a building with a whole bunch of other local authors and um i think they're gonna have people come and and sell the book in there it was super cold this last weekend but we still had a lot of people turn up a lot of people express interest um, a lot of people grab the the cards and also buy the book um so hopefully you know those people are tuned in to uh you know this this week's podcast if they're listening um, you know, to the latest podcast, I urge you to definitely go back and listen to a lot of our previous ones because they're all really good. And uh, I think I have uh, a couple of more, um, a couple of more times I'm going to be out there to sell the book. So if you haven't received the book and you live in in Moscow, Idaho, you should. I urge you to come out to the farmers market because one, it's a great farmers market, and two, I'll be out there selling the book. So. Uh, come on out and uh, and join me there. Um, yeah, so a couple more times. Nice, cool. A little uh, little bit of uh, news as well. We posted on our Jack Lantern Press social media a contest. Uh, we're trying to get some more reviews for our podcast, and so we're offering a free copy of our book. Um, Basically, all you have to do is find this podcast, which you're, if you're listening to us, you already have. Um, and you can't re- I don't know where else you can rate it, but on Apple Podcasts, you can rate it. So what we're asking is if you subscribe to the podcast, rate it, and then write a cool review. And on Friday, October 25th, we're going to send the person with the coolest review a free autographed copy of Transylvania Traveler. And with the book, we are going to include a jacklanternpress.com bracelet and some cool stickers, which you'll find, you'll discover when we send to you. So um, go ahead and send us a cool review and then make sure that you copy and paste that review into an email to jackolanternpress at gmail.com so that we can notify you if you win. So that's jackolanternpress at gmail.com um, we did get a couple reviews before we offered this this contest we did get a couple cool reviews one of the the first ones I think we only had like one or two podcasts up and Ben historian on June 11th gave us five stars and he said need more episodes an excellent podcast for fans of Halloween and horror alike 
I enjoy hearing tales from Michael and Tom's past while reminiscing of the horror movies they grew up on. Feels like I am listening to my brother and I talk about the good old days of our childhood with a mix of Halloween. Keep up the great work and looking forward to hearing more episodes. So that was a really cool review, um, which which I enjoyed hearing. Um, so, Ben Historian, uh, I really appreciate that. Um, I talked yeah, thank I you very much. Talked that, about the- that was a cool a cool review from somebody you know just outside there. Uh, hopefully, the episodes that we've been having with a lot of like the traditions and memories and stuff has inspired him a little bit. So, thank you again. Yeah, hopefully, you know, and if, if anyone has any any uh, suggestions or things that you think we should talk about, uh, you we're definitely up for, for hearing what you have to say. Um, there was another review on August 19th from Pop Rocks 79 and this was regarding the zombie episode. He, uh, or she, also gave us five stars, which we totally appreciate. It says, heard from you guys from... Uh, Nightmare 365 and must say love this last episode especially when you played the theme song for Night of the Living Dead although I believe uh, the person meant Return of the Living Dead Um, unless at the very end of that episode we did play a clip from it so I'm not sure which one um, Pop Rock 79 is referring to but anyway continued with I too loved this movie as a kid and got me into the zombie pop culture phenomenon way to go guys Again, like that totally made my day when when I read that. So Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so anyway, um, you know, we're just asking, uh, you know, if you could, you know, let us know what you think. You know, rate us, review us. And uh, the person with the coolest review, um, you know, we will send you an email asking for your address. And we will send you an autographed copy of the book, a bracelet, and some stickers. So, uh, any any other news, Tom? Before we uh, we move on? Nope. I think uh, I think that's all we wanted to to go over uh, before cool. we jump in with mom. All right. So let's uh, let's get mom on the line and let's uh, talk some Halloween costumes. Oh, actually, before we do that, um, I did want to bring up one more thing, and that is just uh, you know we're all in different locations. Um. And so the audio is, it might be a little breaking in and out uh, just because we're using Skype uh, to get everybody to communicate together and then record the conversation. So um, that's the only real way that we know how to do it since we're not all in the same studio. But uh, but yeah, I, I think uh, it, should, it should be okay. Um, and we'll just go from there. Sounds good. All right, let's get her on. Let's get her on the line. Mom, you there? Mom? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. All right. So, uh, so we wanted to split this conversation into three parts. We first wanted to talk about your childhood, Mom. Then uh, we'll talk about our childhood and the costumes that you used to make for us. And finally, we can talk a bit about what Halloween costumes in our family might look like these days. But before we do that, we're gonna share a little history about costumes and Halloween. So there's some great information in this book called Trick or Treat, A History of Halloween by Lisa Morton. 
But instead of reading the whole book here on this podcast, we're just going to read a short little excerpt from Wikipedia. Tom, did you want to uh, to start us off? Yeah, I'll start here. So an early reference to wearing costumes at Halloween comes from Scotland in 1585, but they may predate this. There are many references to the costume or to the custom during the 18th and 19th centuries in the Celtic countries of Scotland, Ireland. Is it man and Wales? I think yeah, that's man just and man, Wales. Yeah. It has been suggested that the custom comes from the Celtic festivals of Samhain and Kalan Gaif, or from the practice of souling during the Christian observance of All Hallow Tide, wearing costumes and mumming, which I had to look up. I didn't know what mumming was. Um, it's it's acting in traditional masked mime or mummers plays. You can look that up, um, which has long been associated with festivals at other times of the year, such as on Christmas. Halloween costumes are traditionally based on frightening supernatural or folkloric beings. However, by the 1930s, costumes based on characters in mass media such as film, literature, and radio were popular. Halloween costumes have tended to be worn mainly by young people, but since the mid-20th century, they have been increasingly worn by adults also. So that's what uh, Wikipedia had to say about the history of it. But like I said, that that book, um, Trick or Treat, is is pretty uh, pretty cool. There's a lot of, of interesting history about um, Halloween and then you know costumes and all that. That's well, interesting that they call it All Hallow Tide. Isn't there All Hallows Day? All Hallows Eve. There's so many different things in that book, that Trick or Treat book. There's all kinds of Halloween comes from so many different things, but that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, probably. We also wanted to bring up some trendy costumes over the over the years. So I looked up various sources to find what were popular costumes. So in the 1980s, when Tom and I were trick-or-treating in Loretta, some popular costumes of the day were Freddy Krueger, Princess Leah, Michael Jackson in his thriller getup, the Care Bears, Jason from Friday from the Friday the 13th movies, Alf, the Cabbage Patch Kids. Uh, a lot of these were like those plastic masks with the rubber bands that, you know, they kind of attached around the back of your head and held the, the mask to your face. Um, there was Barbie, the Ghostbusters, and Indiana Jones. Um, for adults, they, you know, some sources said that Hulk Hogan was, Hulk Hogan the wrestler was big, and for women, Elvira. <laughs> Halloween Toys R Us doesn't miss a trick, and the price is a retreat. We've got costumes for all Toys R Us kids, even grown-ups, and loads of candy, makeup, masks, and more. Toys R Us will make your Halloween supernatural. <laughs> well, yeah, and then in the 1990s, um, when we were making haunted houses, we saw a lot of, like, Power Rangers, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Barney the Dinosaur, South Park characters, Adam's Family characters, uh, basically because of, you know, the movies in 1991 and 93. 
And then the scream mask, that was actually huge. Everybody in the world had that. And uh, and the Spice Girls, which that's really kind of funny. So, Mom, in I looked up. So, when you were a little girl in the nineteen, growing up in the nineteen fifties, there were some popular costumes. Do you have any idea what those might be, or that you may remember? Well, unfortunately, my Halloween memories have not survived my over fifty plus years of my life. But nevertheless, it must have been pretty uneventful. I do remember that as a kid, um, we trick-or-treated during the day and not at night. So that Uh. was probably, you know, why we, you know, were limited in what we wore. But if I look back into my album of pictures, I found only one picture of me with a Halloween costume. And the outfit really only consisted of a mask. A sophisticated costume was not what was worn at that time. So we probably brought those masks. We probably bought the, the um, masks at the neighborhood Woolworths drugstore, as I as I was a, a child long before the advent of Halloween uh, superstores. Make Halloween fun with one-stop shopping at Woolworth or Woolco for your Halloween needs. Costumes from $1.83 to $3.99, like Six Million Dollar Man, Bionic Woman, Superheroes, Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, and a new favorite for girls, Holly Hobby. You can get wrapped candies of every kind. Bubblegum, lollipops, fun-sized candy bars. Get this Halloween record. Sounds to make you shiver just $1.89. Make Halloween fun and easy. Make just one stop at Woolworth or Woolco. And thinking about that now, it seems kind of odd that the drugstore was carrying those types of masks. But back in the day, those drugstores carried a little of everything, it seemed. But the time period in my life was way before Halloween became an industry. So I just, uh, I only had the one thing, the one What mask, was the, that was it. Well, do you remember what the mask was or you had a picture of it? Yeah, it was Lucy. It was a <laughs> Lucy. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, the I, cartoon Lucy. character. Oh, well, not I Love Lucy. A no. different, what Yeah, it was, was a, it was a, a comic. Oh. Lucy was a comic. Oh. So that's so, what mine was. So when in my research, I found the popular costumes of the 50s was Hawaiian dress. So according to an article on the dailymeal.com, it says that the tiki trend and luau fashion was huge in the 50s. So girls were wearing bright floral prints, grass skirts and lays, and then boys were wearing like cowboy stuff, cowboys and Indians costumes because Western movies were huge. And then, according to Cosmopolitan.com, um, they said it was impossible not to run into a Mar- Marilyn Monroe lookalike. Does that mm. sound like you would have? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and from a, I was from a family of five girls, and we had no brothers, so don't remember too much about that. But that would be in line of what was going on at that time, because Westerns were, were the big hit. So I could see that the the Hawaiian uh, I don't recall any of that. So now you when you're talking about going trick or treating, this was when you were in New Jersey, right? Right. And and you were it was it's a sub I, I always forget the where it what was Sparta Sparta or something like that. What was the town that you were in? We were in um um God East Orange. 
East Orange. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And so is that like a suburb? Yeah, suburb of Essex. Okay, okay. So you went trick-or-treating during the day, like always during the day. And you were back home before it got dark. Correct. Yep. And do you have like a a first memory of Halloween? Like, or or is that it? Just trick-or-treating? That's it. (laughs) Well, I'm, I'm actually, I'm curious. When you say Lucy, are you, you're not talking about the one that Charles Schultz made. No. No, it was, it was actually a funny called, little character. Yeah, it was, it was called Lucy. Character. Yeah. So I looked that up. I'm, I'm trying to find it right now because I, I, I was just, I was it's curious. A comic. It's in the comics. And then, Mom, what, 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 I can't remember, what year did you move to California? I was um, six. So and then, did you, do you remember trick or treating here? And was it also during the day? I do not remember. Sorry. <laughs> and that would have been you guys moved to Silmar? Uh, San Fernando. San Fernando. And then you when when did you guys move to Simi Valley? Oh, I I moved out there when I was in my last year of high school. Oh, okay. Okay. So you don't remember any Halloweens? Not one of them. <laughs> I don't remember any in Silmar. <laughs> we were in San Fernando when we were little. We were only there two years and then we moved to Silmar. And that's okay. where my childhood was in Silmar. Okay. And so you don't remember anything like if grandpa and grandma did anything big for Halloween, anything at well, home? our, our, our decorations consisted of Halloween cutouts, you know, cardboard cutouts that we taped to the front window. Oh and yeah. I, I remember there was one that was an ugly witch, a black owl and the big orange pumpkin. And then after I had you kids, I found those exact cutouts and we put them on the front window. So we just oh, yeah. did that. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it was so, an event for us to go to a grocery store to select a pumpkin. And my dad meticulously carved out the, you know, the, the eyes, nose and mouth. And then he, he'd go get a Christmas tree light that he would cut a hole in the back of the pumpkin. And, and he rigged up some kind of a, a Christmas light and he cut out a hole in the back and, and he, um, you know, put in the light and we put it in the front window. I can remember, you know, distinctly him doing that. But that's about the extent of the decorations. So now I know, you know, once we uh, were born, because I remember Halloween being big, um, even in Canoga Park. Uh, so I don't know if you remember this, but I remember, well, first off, I remember dad recording that Halloween soundtrack with the reel to reel. I remember he had like a board on the carpet in Kano- in the Canoga Park house. So I had to be, you know, I was I was four years old when we moved out of there. So I was somewhere like two, three, four years old. And I remember him taking those chains on the board and and recording that thing. And I remember well, Halloween being big, a big thing. Well, I have to credit him with getting us going on on the whole Halloween thing because you know I I never had that background but he was very enthusiastic about it and I think uh, he was the one that made Halloween so celebrations magical and simple and uh, that's probably what made them magical is that they were simple and um, I think that 
when you kids were little, it was my goal to celebrate the holiday so that each of you would remember what Halloween, Halloween was like for a kid back in the 80s. So, um, I'm just, I'm see. just curious though, mom, like when you went, you know, to school, did, did people dress in costumes at school? Because like if Halloween was on a Wednesday or something, uh, and you went to school, did they, would, was anybody excited about it or, or was it just, no, let's, let's do school work and don't worry about the holiday? Uh, no, I don't think we wore them to school. I don't, I don't remember doing that. Okay, so there's like no when, decorations yeah. or anything inside the the classrooms or well the classrooms, yeah. We would you know, they would have art projects and stuff doing Halloween decorations and we hung them up. That's about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was just curious if so you would just to go back, I know we were kind of coming up a little bit a little bit further up, but I'm I'm just curious to go back to the nineteen fifties area there. Uh, everybody went trick-or-treating like during the day. So you're saying that, you know, when you got home from school, then you would go trick-or-treating for like an hour or two before it got dark. And then everybody would go be inside by the time it got dark. Yeah. Before dinner. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. We, we were just allowed to go on our street on Nutley Avenue. Wow. Where we used to live well, that's crazy to even just think about. Like, look at it now, you know, where, yeah. where you eat dinner, <laughs> if you even eat dinner, and which we'll bring that up here in a little bit. But uh, it's just funny to me, like you, you came home from school, you grabbed your stuff and you only went on your street and then you had to hurry it. back and yep. hurry up and get back in time for dinner. And then you were just done. Like, that that's, was crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. All right. So you can see how it's how it's become. Yeah. I mean, back in the 80s, you kids came home with your candy swag, poured out every item onto the floor and started the tedious but necessary candy sort. And you really <laughs> only got about eight to 10 different varieties of candy. So sorting was was quite easy. And then the three of you would barter with each other and trade off the least desirable treats for the ones you liked the best. And it seemed that the, the candy sort was an Olympic event. But Laura, yeah. Loretta was the great bargainer. She had the way of talking you boys into giving her exactly what she wanted. What? <laughs> oh, I, see, yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, oh, I don't yeah. remember that at all. Maybe that's why <laughs> maybe that's why I remember the wax lips so so well, because I got I got messed over with all getting everybody's <laughs> wax lips. <laughs> yes, you did. You were the easiest to get it from. Uh, <laughs> wonder how that would work out now <laughs> well you know we we started thinking about costumes during summer vacation and we usually made our own costumes and when you were the youngest i always tried to come up with a costume that would win the prize at, at the school halloween um contest and yeah, i wasn't a seamstress was. yeah, well, i wasn't a, a, a seamstress so I had to come up with a costume that could easily be put together with pieces of clothing or that could be pinned together or dyed to look like what you wanted to represent. For instance, um, one year I dressed up Loretta as Miss Piggy and Mike, you were the Kermit the Frog. And you were only two years old, so Tom was only a baby. And Loretta won the contest for a costume and you were upset because you didn't. 
And I can distinctly <laughs> remember your teary eyes looking up at me and asking me, don't I look good? It broke my heart. It was so pathetic. But I thought you looked cuter than, than Miss Piggy, but yeah, that was the way it was. <laughs> yeah, Loretta won. Loretta yeah. remembered that. She said she remembered going to the park. I'm assuming Borchard Park. Um, no. For the content. No, it wasn't Borchard Park? No, it was at, it was at, at the school. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I, don't, I remember having that costume, but I don't remember the contest. Oh, yeah. It was, you know, you were heartbroken, but you were only two. <laughs> and then as you got older, most of the costumes um, we created, you we lived for the look. So certainly not for comfort. So your kids could hardly breathe through the plastic mask you wore. But yeah. you didn't seem to care. Because wearing your favorite superhero ugly monster mask was worth withholding oxygen from your brains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I remember the Wolfman one really well. I don't know where. I think we were in a wig shop or something where you were looking for a wig that, you know, you could cut apart and put hair on these gloves. And I think you probably just glued them. And I remember it was oh, like. I remember edgy. that. Yeah. But I remember that. But I remember being in the store thinking, like, what is she doing? Why do I need these gloves? All I need is this mask. <laughs> and then yeah. when that whole costume came together, and I remember winning the contest that year. Um, you know, it was up on that upper play field in Maple School. And I remember all the kids standing around in a circle, and they were calling out the votes. And, and you know, I don't remember what, what won, you know, third and second prize, but I remember winning that that uh first place prize for that costume which was my favorite and i had that mask by the way up until about three years ago when it finally the rubber just melted and then sitting in that uh in that trunk up in the attic it melted and then it dried up and it started cracking and falling apart so this is like three years ago and that mask is from the early 80s i mean we're talking it was like 82 or something 83 and i had it all those years well i could remember that that um when you won that contest because you were an introvert and you were so quiet that they wanted to put you back a, a grade because they felt like you weren't social but when it came to halloween you became a different kid and for two months you were a different kid, and then back in January, you were back to being an introvert. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, uh, it was so sad. <laughs> but, you know, when you kids got older, we tried purchasing store-bought costumes, and, um, you know, they certainly uh, were not, they certainly were fire hazards, and they were made, they would make crinkly noises, when you walk, um, it yeah. seemed to, to matter, but the goal was to see how much candy you could collect. Finding the right costume driving you batty? Drive over to Big Kmart's house Halloween sale, and you'll have dozens of the latest and greatest costumes to choose from. Kids' costumes are on sale as low as $4.99. Plus, name your treat and presto. You get fun-sized bags for just $1.88. It's all here at Big Kmart's house Halloween sale. All its savings so good it's scary. <laughs> so hurry right in. Mom, do you re do you remember the uh, 
the wizard mask that that I had, and you made the the wizard costume. But there's two. Well, I'll bring up two things. So there's there's two costumes that I distinctly remember, and I brought them up in in past podcasts. Uh, I think it was probably when we were talking to Loretta. But there was the wizard costume that I had, and then there was the the joke. Was it the joke? Yeah, the Joker, Joker. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing card Joker. Those are the two that I remember yeah, pretty well. Yeah, we always pick costumes that were difficult to make. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get real creative. <laughs> For Mike, he was good with a mask, but you had yeah. things that had a lot of pieces. Yeah, I just remember all I needed was a mask. The only thing is, I remember I always wanted the mask that was like bloody and disfigured and had like mm-hmm. a, bolt, a bolt going through the head. And dad would say, nah, you know what? That's stupid. And he'd, he'd say, here, get this ghoul. So that one year he, I got a ghoul mask, which wasn't as exciting as the bloody, you know, <laughs> the guy with the, his face to a bloody pulp. That's because dad <laughs> wanted to keep things classic. He wanted you to be the classic monsters. Yeah. yeah. I remember yeah. He, we had that was when we got one of the ghoul gowns, which we ended up wearing like every year after that. It was like, oh, yeah, stopped getting costumes. It's like, just get a mask, and then all you need to do is throw on a ghoul gown, and we're good to go. And we had yeah. those ghoul gowns forever. But I remember dad gave me this walking stick that I guess he was in the army or something where he, he broke a piece of. Uh, a branch of a tree off that was like shaped like a cane or something had like a little handle and so he used to I use that, that. Walk. yeah and i and i think he still had i don't doubt that he still has that thing but that's what i remember walking to school with i had the ghoul gown with that ghoul mask and the stick because hmm. <laughs> he said the ghoul well, had to have a stick i don't know <laughs> well how about this memory the back in in kelseyville in lake county and uh, we lived in a neighborhood that hardly had any houses. So the two of you decided to go trick-or-treating several times. And so you'd run home, change the costume, go back out. And one time you went home and you got your slippers and you would oh, kneel yeah. at the door so that it makes it look like you were younger and shorter. And, <laughs> and then another time you decided that you were going to go and you, and both of you wore your athletic supporters on the outside. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, when we put the jock straps on. <laughs> yeah, and, and, then your, and then your stepdad and I come home and we had a client in the car and there the two of you stood. <laughs> With the athletic supporters, I thought... Oh yeah, those are my kids. <laughs> <laughs> totally forgot about that. <laughs> do, you, do you remember when we when we set up? The, it wasn't even really a haunted house at that at that house in Kelseyville. But remember, underneath the deck, like when you walk up, you'd walk up the the stairs, and then when you got up to the very top where the front door was, off to the right, you you could still see under the house because it oh, was a tri level yeah. house. And remember. Mm. We were we sat underneath there and we had the strobe light going off and then we had the the Wolfman mask uh, on and I remember looking at that and it looked so neat because we mm-hmm. had we had a neat, neat neat music going and then we also the way that it looked that if if we were to have had a lot of people come up there it looked 
I mean, it looked real. It would have scared the heck out of people. Yeah, but I don't think we, anyone came. I don't nobody think we got came. one trick-or-treater. No. Yeah, that was the problem with that area. But let's talk about let's talk about those haunted houses because we were all about DIY projects in our house. But you kids, you know, live for for doing the haunted houses. And I think that back in the 80s is when the, the um, home haunted houses started. Um, and so I can remember, um, you know, kids standing in line in our neighborhoods and, and the line would, would extend all the way around the block. And in particular was the one in uh, Roner Park. And you kids, um, you know, uh, you really, you really did it up big. And of course, your stepdad stopped at nothing. When you kids wanted a coffin, he drove to San Francisco and rented a real coffin and brought it in. Yeah, and I remember then, that. <laughs> and then he let you use the power saw and periodically start that thing up. And the kids waiting in line would hear that thing go and the kids inside the garage screaming. And they'd be so <laughs> nervous and you know, <laughs> waiting you know, for, for their turn to go through. And then... After they uh, went through, they would get back in line. And so the line kept getting longer and longer. But um, once inside, I could remember the hanging moss that you collected. I don't even remember where. And yeah, the it was up path. in the mountains, yeah. Yeah, and then you had a narrow path going through the garage with scenes of horror and mass people jumping out in front of them. And, and uh, I mean, that, that was probably a highlight. And then that wasn't bad enough. The next year, when we moved to Petaluma, you did the haunted house in the shopping center. They they loaned you the one room, and and um, I think it was you and both of you and your buddies decided to use the vacant space and create that haunted house dream. And then Mike, would, I think you were working at Costco. You got fresh meat. And you had it displayed on the on the <laughs> on the tables. <laughs> And then yeah. you created a bridge in there where you you know people would walk over the bridge and there was a window in the bridge and and when an unsuspecting person walked over the bridge the actor under the the bridge would turn on a flashlight and the, and the ugly mass person would show through that fake window. Yeah. Would, yeah. I mean they love that feature. Uh, I mean I that that's the things that I remember a lot because that was really popular. I think you made quite a bit of money on that. Yeah, yeah you know, the no. funny part about that is is we weren't even intending to make money on that. I think we we ended up saying, oh, we're, it, it was going to be like a dollar to go in. And I, I still can't believe how many people lined up for that and, yeah, over and went and over. in there. And then weren't we on like the radio or something? Yeah, well, yeah. we were... We were in the, the newspaper, someone wrote a story, and then because of that, the radio station, the guy actually came in, the radio station guy, I don't know if he was recording or what, but I remember he was there, and uh, so it just like drummed up a ton of business, and I remember we did it for a number of days, like the week of mm -hmm. Halloween or something, Yeah. And, we ended up having a pretty decent amount of money that we split well, up. We, we weren't charging at the very I think, beginning. I think, we charged two yeah. I think we charged like two. I have the, the flyer we made somewhere. I think we charged like a dollar or two dollars or something like that. I, I, I wonder if I had that at first. Say that again, Mom. 
I wonder if I have that article. I, I think I have it somewhere. It. Yeah. But I thought that we, we didn't charge at all for like the first few days. And then Halloween night, we ended up charging because there were so many people that were lining up. So we were like, well, let's just charge, you know, a buck. And then we, we all made money off of it. Yeah. yeah it was like uh, all those masks that we had collected over the years, because every year we always, we went to like Sprouse Ritz or Thrifty. We got, and we each got a mask. So over the years, the box of masks just got bigger and bigger. And I don't know if you remember, Mom, but for my, I think it was my sixth birthday, I had a pirate party and you had found like a plastic pirate chest, which was basically a toy chest. And you were using it to, you put something in, maybe you put all the gifts in there or something, but we ended up turning that into our, you know, collection of Halloween masks. And I still have that thing, by the way. I still keep all my Halloween stuff in there. But then there was one <laughs> Christmas. I don't know if you remember this, but you used to start Christmas shopping early. And one Christmas, you got me a big old box full of masks. And there were probably like six or six to eight masks in there. And I remember that was like the best Christmas gift <laughs> was to get Halloween masks. Yeah and, yeah. and I, most of those masks melted, but I still have two of them that are in decent shape from, from that, that year. And then another year you found, it was this little box that looked like a haunted house and it had a bunch of Halloween makeup in it. And we never used makeup because I always preferred to wear a mask, but I still have that makeup. <laughs> Oh I still my. have, I opened up one of them and it was like all dried up. And I'm like, it was like a couple of years ago. And I was like, you know what? I'm not throwing this out. I'm yeah, just, just keep it. it. This morning, Billy looked like any other boy. But as the moon rose, he turned into a werewolf. He used new Pa's Halloween makeup kits. His friends did too. Look, Mike's a vampire. Amy's a ghost. Pa's makeup is safer than masks. It never blocks vision and it's hypoallergenic too. So watch your kids turn into the creatures they really are with new Pa's Halloween makeup kits. Where did, did we get for, for Christmas the one year, did we get the, remember those, those uh, hands? That we would get the the costume hands that you'd oh the gloves yeah the gloves and it'd make make your fingers huge yeah Yeah, actually I think I think it came in that box a bunch of masks and then you had like three pair of the the monster gloves and there would be like red hands with like hair and like really long fingers with claws and then there was like green ones and then I think green we had red and do you remember Travis down the down the street there he it was either travis or it was his brother robert who had that red mask wait was it his i don't know we found that that mask oh okay okay, that devil it was like devil it was like a devil mask yeah and i had that thing in fact i think i still have the mask or i may have thrown it out last year because it melted it not, melted. not the devil one that you're thinking about, Mom. We we had oh. another devil mask that Mike wore. As a matter of fact, he had a a picture of that one. I think that he was sending to us. Um, this this other one was like a it was it wasn't it was a devil, but it was more of a monster, and it like had like beast. this really big black hair. Yeah, uh, the mouth was wide open. He had a whole bunch of teeth, and then there was like this mm. tongue in there, and 
And I remember we used to put those gloves on because it matched. It matched mm. it almost perfect. And uh, yeah, I, I just was curious if you even remember that. You know, you kids must have really enjoyed Halloween because <laughs> heck, if I could remember all these things that you've been bringing up. Well, mom, do you remember like any of the Halloween safety? So like I saw this commercial, it was a McDonald's safety cuff commercial where, we, you know, kids would strap these cuffs on their arms or their wrists and stuff. So, you know, cars would see them or people would see them and, and you know, not mm -hmm. run them or something. Do you remember anything like that? Or do you remember... Yeah, I remember we had the flashlights. There was one with like a pumpkin head, one with the skull head. I mean, yeah, that's about it. We did, yeah, the flashlights. Hey, Ronald, what are those things you're wearing? My trick or treat safety cups. They're shiny aluminum foil with bright orange stripes, so they reflect light. Me? Where'd you get them? Right at McDonald's. <gasps> this Halloween, be sure you're all wearing McDonald's trick or treat safety cups. Children should be seen and not hurt. But the, a lot of the costumes had reflective tapes on them so that you could, you know, see them. But people, you know, were pretty cautious if they were driving down the street, but mostly everybody walked. We didn't, they, we didn't drive you guys around. You walked. Yeah, it seems like that was something that was more in the 90s and people were, mm -hmm. you know, they would hear about a haunted house and they would, or they would drive around looking for a haunted house. But I remember, yeah, in the early 80s when we were, trick-or-treating you just you were just on your street i remember yeah. you know very parky the street was packed with kids yeah well and that's funny you know if you go back to even what mom was saying in the 50s you just stayed on your street so you walked around stayed on your street you just didn't go at night so i mean now yeah. that i think about it you know you and i when we'd go trick-or-treating at least in newberry park we would stay on that street and maybe maybe go down a little further off of you know other streets like we were talking with Loretta about in the in the other podcast there or we we would try to like jump the streets and go to the back but i mean if you think about it that street was huge i mean we had a ton of candy it would still take us like a good hour hour and a half to get through and get all that candy uh yeah. you know from all those places so well, we yeah, didn't have, you know, when you kids trick-or-treated, we didn't have all these things that are happening now with people putting weird stuff in fruit. And, and, I mean, we just didn't have that kind of thing. Nobody would ever think about doing things like that. So, yeah. you know, and, and, and people, you know, doing things, the little trick-or-treaters, we, you know, we, you kids would go by yourself. You know, we didn't have to go along with you. We stayed at home and handed out candy. I mean, we just didn't have that kind of worry. And I think it's really sad nowadays that, you know, now they have to do trunk or treaters and go to parks and everything else that it seems to be almost diminishing the kids coming around to neighborhoods because there's so much foul play being done. So it's really sad. Yeah, when we first moved into where we live now, um, 
I thought trick-or-treating is done because we got so few trick-or-treaters and everyone was saying, oh, we just go to the mall or the shopping mm-hmm. center near us, did trick-or-treating, go store to store. And I thought, well, that's lame. Like that mm-hmm. takes away yeah. the excitement and the thrill of, you know, what may be in the bushes or something. And so I was really bummed. And for years it was like we maybe got like 10 or 15 trick-or-treaters each year. And then – when Robert was born, you know, we did, we took him just on our street. Um, but as he got a little older, we went to the next block over and that's where everyone was. And I'm telling you, like the streets are packed. It's like Disneyland and it's just the next block over. And it's because Mm. there are a lot of haunted houses on those streets. And it's unbelievable. You can't drive a car on the street. There are so many people and there's people walking around with drinks and, you know, just like, like I said, it's like Disneyland. So, you know, what's funny, you know, it's funny about that. So just taking that when we moved to Moscow here in, in Idaho, it's such a small little town that, you know, it, it's, it was just like it was in Newbury park. I mean, as a matter of fact, when we first moved here, we had a bunch of neighbors come up, knock on our door, introduce themselves and get give us some cookies and stuff. Like I, I was shocked because it totally reminded me of like back in the 80s and whatnot when people used to really like have good neighbors and stuff and come over and people like, you know, honestly cared about their neighbor. Uh, but when we lived in like bigger places, you know, even when I lived in the Tri-Cities and stuff, like no, but nobody was really like that around. Everybody kept to themselves. Trick or treating was very, you know, slim. There wasn't a ton of people that came by. I mean, you would have the, you know, maybe 30, 40 people come by or something, but it wasn't crazy. But even like at Loretta's house, you know, it, I think people are are more of they find a place that's designated. It's huge, a big place. And it all is based off of what people give away. So like Loretta's house, they give away, you know, big candy bars. So everybody's going to go there. Plus it's in a neighborhood where it's just huge and there's tons of houses. Yeah, so haunted gets, houses. and yeah. yeah, she gets about 300 people. But yeah. they, they bust them in. So, you know, they know to go down there. And so the kids jump out and run through a cul-de-sac. But uh yeah, they come to see your house because it's all decorated. Yeah, you are like, right, though, Mom. You are right. I mean, it's it's uh, it is kind of crazy to to see. You know, there's just so so many people that are just they want to do the bad stuff, and there's just no more. You know, there's no more trust to like let your kid go outside and and go down the road, and you're so worried about whether or not you know somebody's going to kidnap them or something or something stupid's yeah. going to happen. Well, I will say this. I will say this, Tom, when you come down here, I know we're going to do a haunted house at my place, but we're going to we're going to go over to the next block over and you're going to see it's crazy. I've never seen anything like it. It, Maybe you should put a sign up or something. Oh, yeah. No, we've gotten more kids over the years because I've done a haunted house every year. But uh, it's it's crazy. And and you're going to see it's like it's what Halloween should be. It makes it, it's very exciting, you know, and everyone, no, that's what I'm decorating. excited about. Yeah. yeah. It's, you're going to be, I think you're going to be pretty excited to see it. It's, it's pretty cool. Well, I know you two boys always, you know, outdo yourselves. 
I mean, I, I know Tom has all his computerized things going on and blending your talents together will really bring out a really great haunted house. But, um, you know, and, and I always felt so bad that neither one of you, you know, years ago, uh, hardly had anybody show up. And it uh, was so depressing to me because I knew how much effort you had put into it. But, you know, here, here's an example. Um, in my last house in California, uh, the kids would come around and we didn't get that many, many, maybe about 30. But I remember this one kid coming to the front door and I, I had set up my smoke machine and the, when the kid came up, you know, I pumped out some of the smoke, you know, and the kid was dressed like a cruise director. He had the <laughs> scarf around his neck and the, and the hat and the, and the blazer and, and, you know, he, he knocked at the door and I opened it up and the, the smoke machine went off and he said, why would you put, put dust on me? So, <laughs> I thought, what first of all, you look like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a Halloween costume. <laughs> Why would you put dust on me? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, everything just changed so much. You know, I thought, that's it. I closed the door up and I turned the light off. <laughs> I just ruined my Halloween. <laughs> the Halloween Hall of Fame will continue after these messages. The Halloween experts at Magic Manor have everything you'll need this year, including actual character masks from famous motion pictures. And they can show you the proper application of makeup to impress that special someone. Magic Manor's professional hand-painted custom masks start as low as $2.50. This Halloween, remember Magic Manor. Wigs, masks, makeup, costumes, shockingly authentic. Magic Manor, East Wind Mall. Well, as you kind of start talking about more recent Halloweens, or before we jump into more recent Halloweens, was there anything else anyone wanted to talk about, about, you know, our age of trick-or-treating, you know, 80s, 90s, before we go into recent day? Yeah, you, you watch Charlie Brown's A Great Pumpkin air every year. Oh, yeah, yeah, you got oh, it. Oh, yeah, I still do. Month of December, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you still do. You yeah, mean month, month of, of October, not December. December yeah. is when is when you watch the the other version or the Christmas one. Yeah. Yeah. So so as far as today goes, um, you know, do we still wear costumes? Like for me, I pretty much just throw on a mask and I use like I said um before, there was a time where I would put on a mask and a ghoul gown. You know, I think we had like three ghoul gowns, and so it was like here, I'm going to wear this mask. Tom, you wear this one. Well, what costume were we wearing? Just throw a ghoul gown on. That was it. Yeah. Every year, just throw a ghoul <laughs> Well, those ghoul gowns are long gone. I think I may have one left, but it, it like, comes up to my knees <laughs> because it's, like, from fourth grade. But yeah. uh, do uh, do you guys do anything for costumes? I, I, the, the, one, the closest I got to a costume in, in recent years was we did a clown house when the movie It came out a couple years ago, and I actually had – dad's old clown costume that i put on uh, i still have that thing from when we were kids and then i bought um an uh, a pennywise mask from the movie so otherwise i just throw on like a jason mask a hockey mask or something do you tom do you dress up with anything and then mom do you do anything as like as far as costumes go yeah no well, i don't i don't uh i don't do anything uh other than put a mask 
mask on. And even sometimes I don't put put any masks on. I'm most of the time I all of the stuff that's at my house is usually animated and done up in the windows. I don't have any scares because honestly, my situation that I have right now outside, I don't get very many people here. So I don't wait outside for the, you know, the one person every hour that comes, you know, and scare the, you know, the bejesus out of them. Uh, I just usually will stand outside. I usually get the same group of people. There's a, there's a couple of people that are down the, uh, a few blocks down, they say they come every year to see what different things I put up. So a lot of my stuff is just things that are in windows in the garage. I set up a bunch of dummies, you know, a bunch of other stuff. Like one year I did this zombie house and we had a whole bunch of zombies and stuff all over the place. And then a lot of animated stuff. And then I like to just go out and see people's reactions, uh, you know, to it. Like the, the one year that you and I both did the clown stuff. Um, I had these, the 10 foot clown that moved. I had the one that popped up, you know, when they went to go get the, the candy out of the bowl. So, I mean, there were still the scares there. Um, but yeah, I, I normally don't put them on. I always want to put a costume on, but there's just, there's just nobody that comes around. So I, I usually don't. But you guys are going to be crazy being together this year. Yeah, yeah, it should be. It should the be. The only fun. trouble with with this year is that I can't bring a lot of my stuff down to his house. Like if I was driving down there, I could load yeah. up my truck, you know, and and bring a bunch of stuff. But I'm going to be flying there, so yeah. you know, we'll see. We'll see what I could actually jam in my bag. It'll be interesting. Well, that's why we'll just have to go to a Halloween town and uh, just you know piss a bunch of money away on stuff <laughs> there you go <laughs> but mom i know uh, for costumes i remember you know, like for the that kiwana speakeasy event you guys you know put together costumes or like when you and jack did um the the golf cart parade you know the christmas light parade you guys um mm-hmm. decorated the golf cart like the grinch that stole christmas and jack dressed up as the grinch and you dressed up as cindy lou who like, do you yeah. do, tell us a little bit about some of the costumes you put together for that type of stuff yeah that that one we won we won the contest uh, oh you did but, oh i didn't even yeah. remember that part yeah we did and uh, we threw out green candy canes to all the kids because uh, I live in a retirement community, but on the other side of the street is, uh, you know, mixed ages. But um, people here, um, they have parties here, but mostly what they wear are store-bought stuff. I think I dressed Jack up as a piece of pizza, you know, that I bought. <laughs> but, um, you know, nobody really makes anything you know mostly if they do that it's a witch or a pirate or something like that you know they throw some things together but you know people are really not into it like we were when we were kids you know so you know not much happening and uh, I don't get any trick-or-treaters so I don't get to to uh, see the kids which I really miss I used Mm -hmm. to love that but um but yeah, I mean, uh, we did those the the costumes that you mentioned. That's definitely what we did. Yeah. So basically, any kids that are listening right now, make sure, or even adults uh, who have kids, make sure we push 
push trick or treating back on them because we we need we need to bring that back. I mean, that's the whole point of the Transylvania Traveler Guide is is to bring back the classic monsters and to bring back the the classic traditions of yeah. of all of that that fun. I mean, go out, get a costume. Now, I think people are in like such a hurry nowadays. You know, everybody always wants like to hurry up and do the five minute costume, you know. I don't know. See, I think you just live in a different area because it's pretty big. I mean, I live in Los Angeles, so it's pretty it's pretty big. But most of it is like store bought stuff that I see. I mean, there still are kids creating their own costumes, which is that's always the most fun to me. It's like it's like at Christmas time when everyone just buys the same stuff at Home Depot or whatever, the inflatable decorations. And it's like you go to, through these these neighborhoods and it's, it's like quick. It's, it's all it's the quick. same. Yeah, it's all the same stuff. And you miss out on the people who would actually make their own decorations, like, you know, draw them on wood, p- cut them out, paint them. And it was like, oh, wow, they made that. They made a Mickey Mouse or they made this. And it was always something very unique that you never saw anywhere except at that house. And so you kind of miss a little bit about, uh, about that. And, you know, because everything is just store-bought. Yeah. Well, even though, even though now though, I mean, so you could take that. See, I, I look at that a little bit differently because it is neat to have when people, you know, come up with their creativity and whatnot, but I've taken the technology to a new level when it comes to Halloween as far as is my house because everything's animated or i have mechanical things moving and whatnot and you can remember we had that one podcast where we were talking about the digital decorations from atmosphere effects i mean you could put those in the windows and those they're sweet so if you have multiple projectors or computer screens and whatnot you could put you know a whole boatload of images of all different varieties off of that website on there and that's what people love about my house when they come and see it is because I have like themes. Yeah, but you, have- yeah, that's what I was going to say. You theme it, though. It's not just like I bought this this uh, inflatable scarecrow here and well, then yeah. I have yeah. a zombie coming out of a ground here. And there's, well, you, you keep, know, you pumpkin jamboree. Yeah, so like, the, like the zombies and whatnot. But even like even doing the the dummies outside. I mean, I still got creative with, you know, making making sure that I got, you know, the clothing that like you would see, like maybe zombies wearing, you know, like you always have to get one of those flannels and put the flannels on, you know, with the jeans and the boots, you know, uh, because a lot of the times that's, you know, mainly what you would see in a zombie movie or something. So which goes back to like even a costume that you would even put on a dummy, um, well, remember so anyways, the dummies yeah. used to used to make those dummies every year. Oh yeah, sitting on the porch, and then you'd have one of you sitting among the dummies. <laughs> yeah, we would have newspaper like coming out of our our mm-hmm. pants and out of our shirts. So then everyone and we would sit like and with our head crooked or the arm deformed, you know, so it looked like we looked like dummies. And we'd be sitting perfectly still. That was fun because people would think, is that a dummy? And they would come right up to your face and then you would, they wouldn't see you in there. And then you'd jump out. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. Remember like some, some people we would let go. So then the other people that were watching, you know, they'd be like, oh yeah, it is a dummy. And then they'd walk away. And then the next people would just come nonchalant. 
walking walking right by, you know, thinking, well, it's not, it's just a dummy. And then boom, they would get juiced. So that <laughs> was always fun. Yeah, it was. Mm. It was fun, fun thinking back at all the different things. It was really fun. Yeah. Well, all right. I think uh, we'll wrap it up unless anyone else had anything else to say. No, I think you covered it. Yeah, it's a good job. As many okay. costume things that we can we can throw on there. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. You know, going back, just thinking about other things that that mom did back in the in the 1950s and whatnot. I didn't know that you guys went trick or treating in the in the daytime. So that was kind of yeah. neat, you know. So yeah. yeah. All so right. It was really a lot of fun. Thanks for including me. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Oh look, someone someone's on the Jack Lantern Press website right now. Are you yeah. going on there, Tony? It's someone from your town. I'm not going on there, so it must be somebody else. Someone from your town's on there right now. Anyway, all right, so uh, to take us out of this episode, we usually like to play a clip from uh, a Halloween Sounds album we had as kids. So uh, this, this time, it's a song about dressing up on Halloween. Um, it's by Wade Denning and Kay Landy, if I'm pronouncing that last name right. Um, and it's from 1974. The song is called The Pumpkin Tells. So with that, have a good evening. The pumpkin tells, the pumpkin tells what you're going to be. The pumpkin tells, the pumpkin tells, so listen carefully. You will be a monster man, walk stiffly and look dumb. In a big deep voice, cry out, fee fi fo fum fee fi fo fum fee fi fo fum fee fi fo behind a friend, say boo, then take a bow. The pumpkin tells, the pumpkin tells what you're going to be. The pumpkin tells, the pumpkin tells, so listen carefully. You will be a skeleton. Come on, take a chance. Be loose and jump around and grin and do a silly dance. Ah! <laughs> Stare straight ahead and say, Whoa!